You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. It is Monday, January 15th, the NFL playoffs, wild card round, almost over. We've got the final game, Eagles and Bucks, kicking off in about 45 minutes. And I know the tail end of Bills and Steelers are is happening right now. So those of you joining us, thank you very much. Uh, but the 49ers know who they're playing. And joining me to talk about the wildly uneventful weekend of games and given our initial thoughts of the 49ers divisional round is Weston P. Smith. Weston, how you doing, man? I could get used to that intro, Steph. The right, full yeah. name, I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have the middle, the middle initial. I love it. Um, you know, I, I agree with you. It wasn't the most eventful. Um, we'll talk about it. A wild card weekend. Some surprises, some not so much. And uh, just excited to be here. It was stress free, and now then let the stress culminate as we get closer to the 49ers game this weekend. As you mentioned, knowing our our opponent in the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Weston, you picked the perfect weekend to move. Like, how did you know it was going to be the 49ers uh, <laughs> by week? Uh, and, and yeah, we're missing the Tupac uh, background, the Nick Bosa cutout. We're missing, <laughs> put them in the comments, people. But, but yeah, you know, I, I said this weekend of games was uneventful because there were a lot of blowouts this weekend, right? So I don't know, like maybe anticlimactic is a better word. You know, maybe those words kind of mean the same thing. But let's just look back at, at what happened this week. Uh, some, you know, some upsets mixed in with the blowouts. Some upsets were blowouts. Uh, to start the weekend of games, we had the Texans sending the number two seed Cleveland Browns home not only did they upset the browns but they did it in dominating fashion 45 to 14 and again this was the browns team that had one of the best defenses in all of football this season shout out D'Amico ryan's shout out cj stroud he is a stud i'm so happy for both of those guys yeah, what what a wild outcome i, I didn't see that one coming stuff i mean i didn't not necessarily that the texans did. were able to play with the Cleveland Browns just in the manner in which they beat them was most surprising to me, if I'm being honest. So um, enjoyed that game a lot. Like you said, shout out D'Amico, but you know, by 31 and putting a 40 burger up with a rookie QB rookie head coach and all the things that go along with it. um, Is there just like a more deserving man in the NFL than D'Amico Ryan's like, you just can't not root for this guy and um but again the outcome not necessarily a texans win but the manner in which they won was to me the most surprising turn of events for this entire wild card weekend so far dare i say the coach of the year and the offensive rookie of the year out there in houston yeah. And then uh, the the Chiefs and the Dolphins, a.k.a. the the Peacock game, uh, as it became known as. Uh, Chiefs dominated that game as well, 26-7 over Mike McDaniel's uh, Dolphins. And in that cold, like, that was pretty much what I expected at least because, you know, Miami's just not used to that kind of weather. And I got to be honest, Weston, like, I'm not buying any stock in the Chiefs this year. Their defense is legit, like, better than last year's. But to me, like, their offense doesn't move me this year, okay? And I'm not 
I'm not sure that their performance against this depleted and very cold uh, <laughs> Dolphins team really told us much about the Chiefs. And and I know like now we're eyeing that matchup against the Chiefs and the Bills next week because that's likely what it's going to be if I'm assuming the Bills <laughs> hold on to this one, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. I'm I'm liking the Bills in that one. Just just saying. Even though the scoreboard would tell you otherwise, to me, it still felt like it, the Chiefs were still on the struggle bus, and they were fortunate enough to have the ultimate equalizer in the National Football League, which is weather, and a team that is not even close to used to playing in those elements, having to go into those conditions, and you know a Ferrari of an offense. Like we all know Ferraris don't move well in bad weather, right? Like they certainly get stuck and struggle, um, you know, in the snow, et cetera, and, and depleted, right? Um, Kansas City's used to playing into it, um, playing in that particular, like not that cold, right? I mean, this is like record setting cold in some capacity, but uh, I just thought it, it, it was going to turn out that way regardless when it, when it came to that type of weather, especially with Miami being as banged up as they were on defense, just didn't have the pieces to even slow down a depleted Kansas city offense, which is what we've seen all season. And I agree with you. Um, should Buffalo hang on and they, they get Buffalo. I, you know, I see no reason whatsoever why Buffalo doesn't win that game easily um, in the divisional round. And, and I think the, the, Game is officially over, I believe. Uh, Bills and Steelers uh, finishing up. Last time I checked, the score was 31-17. Um, and NFC's final wild card game, Bucks and Eagles, will be starting shortly, uh, 15 after the hour. But Weston, was this weekend the best case scenario? Oh wait, I, I sorry, I skipped over some. I skipped over some teams uh, on the NFC side. Obviously, we had the Lions and the Rams living up to the hype. Uh, to me, that was the best game of the weekend just because it was like the closest one, one point game competitive between Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. Um, not a whole lot of defense in the first half, but both teams kind of clamped down in the second half. 49ers NFC West foe gets eliminated. And I think that's a great thing. I, like, I don't want a team that knows the 49ers that well in the playoffs. Yeah. you never want to play a team three times, right? We've seen how that, that, you know, it's shaking out not so well in 2021, not so bad last year when we played Seattle, but it's 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 kind of hit or miss. And I thought it was just a really cool game to watch just with all the background stories, right? The golf for Stafford and, you know, what Matthew Stafford meant to Detroit for so long. And I have one of my best buds is a diehard Detroit Lions fan. And the last time he saw his team win a, a single playoff game, he was eight years old. So to go through like that level of emotion and also like poor franchise, right. In the sense of like, you haven't, we're talking about the emotion we're seeing in the stands over a single playoff game. Like, Hey, our team won yeah. two of those last year. Right. <laughs> like It's just different on what they're rooting for, but like just really cool backstory, really good game. The only game that we watched all weekend so far that came down to the wire. Right. And, you know, best case scenario for us is the, the NFC West foe goes home. So, uh, you know, Really much enjoyed ending Saturday or Sunday evening watching that game. Yeah, exactly. There, there was a lot of emotion, and I get it, man. It was that's a long time coming. That's how I'm gonna be crying when the the 49ers yeah. win their sixth uh, Super Bowl because that'd be my first time witnessing one. But yeah, like I guess that leads me to my question: like, was this weekend the best case scenario to have both the Rams and the Cowboys? knocked out of the playoffs uh 
you know, for the 49ers. It's hard to argue against that, right? I mean, if I'm being honest, I, did, I didn't want – I'd rather not play the Rams. Obviously, Detroit's offense, like, can scare anybody. They move the ball really, really well, and they can do it both by throwing and running the ball. Um, but I was never afraid of the Dallas Cowboys, right? I was kind of hoping we were going to get the winner of this evening's game because we've beaten the brakes off of both those teams already, right? But there's some familiarity there, but not even shocked. Green, I'm a little shocked Green Bay did it in the manner in which they did it and how Dallas looks early in that game, but not shocked that they came out on top. I think the, the dangerous thing that we're going to start talking about right now is um, they are arguably, or at least they're being touted, and I'll, I'll try to dispel that as we go tonight, is probably one of the hottest teams in ball coming into the playoffs right now. And Jordan Love is playing excellent football at the quarterback position. Um, but if you think about how it might shake out otherwise, I think this is a favorable scenario. I mean, you'd rather you're the one seed, you get the bottom seed. Like that's supposed to be how it lines up on paper. Yeah, that that's usually a good thing, right? Yeah. Uh, but I but I hear you. You know, the the Packers look good right now. Adrian definitely uh, liking the results of this weekend. Says Niners won on Sunday. Yeah, and I, I think it is kind of the best case scenario. Not that I wouldn't have enjoyed, you know, beating the the Cowboys ourselves, but you know, I think just the fact that you don't even have to see them is is good not because i was worried about the cowboys but just because like all right get them out of here like all right let's move on um (laughs) but yeah it was a great showing from the packers too that was one of the upsets 48 to 32 was the final score but even at halftime it was like this game is over man like at halftime i think it was already pretty obvious what was it like 27 0 or something like that at, at when, that point, twenty-seven uh, seven. I don't know, but yeah, they got on the board good. right. They got on the board right before the half, like literally twenty, se- 20 to seven. My bad, yeah, is what it was. At half. And um, and after the actually it was twenty-seven seven at half because um, Dak had threw the pick six. They brought it back, and then they went down and like literally scored the touchdown with like what a second or two left. Twenty-seven. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right before, right before the half. Um, they just were never in that game. Like they just were never. Yeah. It was it was wild. My man Tony, shout out to Tony, New Jersey Niner faithful. My guy lives right around the way. Um, that being said, I just I, I can't help but smile. I hate rooting against the team. Like I really don't, right? Because I know so many people root against the 49ers, but the Cowboys are the Cowboys, right? And they are one of the most obnoxious fan bases. And living in New Jersey, well, like there's Living in any state, there's just a plethora of cowboy fans everywhere. But the the memes, the videos, everything this morning and last night just brings me such childhood giddy joy. I just can't tell me you saw that video with the it hasn't happened for the longest time. Have you seen this video? I like I've so. watched it 65 times like today. <laughs> uh but that's that's the great thing about the Cowboys getting eliminated in the playoffs like they do every year, it brings the entire football community together because we all collectively share this joy of watching the Cowboys go home early in. And it was, (laughs) it it is uh, really great. And, you know, uh, don't get tired of it, but yeah, Mm -hmm. like, you know, going back to the Packers, like, it just seemed like they set the tone early. They came into the game confident. I expect they're going to want to do the same thing 
in Santa Clara, but I think it's going to be way easier said than done against the 49ers than against the Cowboys. It's just different, different teams, man, different offenses, different head coaches. Like the 49ers have that advantage all day, all day, all day. Um, I just, I just think Steph, this game is, it's going to get blown out of proportion for the next week or so. Right. We're going to talk about how the, Packers are, are so hot right now, and this is the year, and yada, yada, yada. But, like, can we pump the brakes on that for mo- just a moment? Yeah. Like, Jordan Love is playing excellent football. I'm taking yeah. nothing away from what he is doing right now. He is seeing the field very well. He's throwing it all over the field. He's leaving his feet. Like, it's just – it's clicking for him right now. But this is a totally different monster that he's going to be running into this week, right, in the 49ers versus the Cowboys. And coming into the playoffs, they've won three straight. They beat the two-win Carolina Panthers by three points. They beat a Kirk Cousinless and Justin Jeffersonless Minnesota Vikings. They, you know, they beat the brakes off of them. And a one-possession game at home against the the Chicago Bears. I know it's you know consecutive divisional games, but it ain't like they've run through the gauntlet coming in here. And mind you. Before that win streak, they had two consecutive losses, one of which was to Tommy Cutlets, right? Like, and the New York Giants, um, they lost that game. I was at that game, actually. I believe, remember, if I remember, it was a Monday night game, and I was at that game, and they they lost. So, like, I know they're playing really well, like, and they and they they've looked good, but I think you also have to keep in mind, like, who? And then they got the formidable opponent in the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs, which is. <laughs> It's like a layup for any team right now. Um, yeah. I don't. Am I wrong? Like I know they're playing good, and I want to discredit that. And like, hey, in this league, you just got to get into the tournament. That's all that matters. It's never the best team. It's the hottest team. But on paper, I think the 49ers are head and shoulders above the Green Bay Packers. I mean, I'll say this: like being the hottest team for the Packers is what got them past the the Cowboys, but. Like you say, I I don't think it's going to be what gets them past the 49ers because I don't see them getting past the 49ers. And I just think because the 49ers have the advantage in, you know, maybe nearly every single category. I think the only the only one where you can debate is like Jordan Love versus Brock Purdy, right? Like (laughs) you can have that debate, but everywhere else, like the 49ers have the advantage over the Packers. And I think this 49ers team is going to be focused partly because of all the upsets we saw this past weekend. It, it, It was actually great that we saw as many upsets as we did because then, you know, there, there weren't that many, but I think there were just enough, for the 49ers to be like, oh, okay, like it can happen. It can happen to anybody. It happened to the Cleveland Browns. Like that's, you know, exactly what we're saying. It, it could happen any given Sunday. So, you know, the 49ers have to look to set that tone early against this Packers team. who are going to come in confident, you know, hot. But they're also coming in on a short week, tired, because some of their defensive players played – 75 plus snaps you yep. know that's that's nothing to sneeze at on a short week having to travel to the west coast and they sustained a number of injuries as well uh, out of that game so i think all those things are gonna play a factor in you know this this game against the 49ers bringing the packers down a notch 
Yeah. I, all those things play in the 49ers' favor. The, the the one thing that doesn't to me is just like the the extended like the extended rest does, but like we talked about last week, rest for, rest versus rust, right? Like, yeah. Do you see rust? What makes the Packers dangerous is to me they're playing with house money stuff, right? Like they're nobody thought they were going to be here. You know, right. a bunch of yeah. nobodies lining up at wide receiver. You know, and I don't want to call them nobodies, right? I'm sure these guys are gonna you know, blossom into to good players, a bunch of rookie tight ends running around, like just names that are not household names yet, but they're getting it done. And that makes them scary, right? Matt LaFleur desperately wanting to beat Kyle Shanahan under this new, like, you know, in the past, if he got, like, would they have that one regular season win in, um, what was it, tw- in 20, like week three in like 2020, where, you know, Rodgers looked yeah, real good and, and it was that down. COVID game. Is that damn yeah. COVID game? <laughs> Freaking COVID game. But like he, like you could, if he beat him, you could just be like, well, you had Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Like Lafleur. Yeah. Like these, these everybody. This is the NFL. They all have egos, you know. And he wants to win that game too. So that to me, and I agree with you on, on the sentiment about how seeing a number of upsets this weekend puts the you know the ravens and the niners like on upset alert like hey guys pay attention like you're not just going to steamroll anybody if you think you are look what what happened so maybe you know that eliminates the possibility of just like playing down to your competition and saying because here's the truth this team stuff is one home game win away from being in a game to play to go to the super bowl for what the fourth time in five years like that's the mission that's the goal get there Mm -hmm. win six like take care of business and don't fall asleep at the wheel i think that's lack of preparation or marginalizing your opponent would is to me the only thing that's probably going to cost the 49ers this week if they were to lose the game and I don't see them doing that because, like, they just took out the Cowboys. Like, I, I know we make all these jokes about the Cowboys and even, you know, 49er players. <laughs> you know, uh, they've had some jokes with amongst each other. But still, like, Cowboys being the number two seed, that was a good team that, you know, the Packers just took down in that fashion. And I think what, what you said, Weston, like, they're playing with house money. They're playing freely. Like they're they're playing freely and they have nothing to lose, so that that in itself does make them dangerous, right? Yeah. Um, but how much of that? Like, were you were you surprised that their defense, which going into it, going into the playoffs, I think everyone wasn't really taking the Packers too seriously because I think we all looked at their defense as being like this big vulnerability for them, and yeah, they're not gonna make it, you know giving up as many points as they do and then we see them kind of lock up the the Cowboys offense early um were you kind of surprised by that and and how much of that do you think can carry over against the 49ers in an entirely different offense mind you I'm not surprised but it's like can you stack the games right like Mm -hmm. here's my question back to you Steph is that really a product of Green Bay's defense like finding their stride or did they get an opponent that just can't help but shoot themselves in the foot every time they're in this scenario, right? You know what I mean? Like That's what I'm trying to figure out. That's what I, I I'm don't trying know. To figure out. Yeah. And I'm not and again, I don't want to marginalize anything that the Green Bay Packers have accomplished to get to this point. Like that is difficult enough given their roster and the struggles that they've they face, but like 
if you want me to believe in you, I've said this about our own defense. If you want me to actually start talking about this defense as like a top 10 defense again, they got to stack games. They can't just show up sporadically, you know, and this is going to be a different opponent. Like I think based on what the, the Packers showed yesterday, I think the game plan against them is just run, 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 run. And then when you're done running, run it some more and run <laughs> it some more and just be physical and just beat the – and forgive me, I never like to curse on your channel, but beat the shit out of your opponent. Like take their will early in this game, and I think they – I don't want to say they fall over, they fold, but like I think that's the recipe. You know what I mean? Like eliminate – the defense being their defense being in position to make opportune plays or big game changing plays like ride the horse that got you here. His name is Christian McCaffrey. He's now on three weeks rest. Like that <laughs> is arguably the most valuable player in the NFL. Like that is your ticket to winning this football game. Yeah. And in the Packers, if you look at their run defense in the regular season, they rank 28th and then, in the last three games of the regular season, they ranked second in that span. They were allowing just 79.3 yards. I mentioned this, uh, you know, on, on Sunday, uh, I guess that was yesterday when I, when I talked about the 49ers getting this matchup. And so I was a little surprised by that, that like, yeah, you can look at a team's like full season, uh, you know, stats and that could tell you a story. But if you look at like their most recent that could tell you another story because it tells you like, you know, this, this team is on a bit of a run here. And I'll also add that against the Cowboys, they held Tony Pollard to 15 carries and 56 yards on the ground. And I would say that that's pretty good. Right. So they made the Cowboys one dimensional. Um, it's felt like at a certain point, you know, the, the Cowboys kind of abandoned the run early, but that's because the game got, out of hand for them pretty early. So I'm with you. I like, I think Chris McCaffrey is a different beast than Tony, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard yes. is a good running back, but come on, like Christian McCaffrey's, I think is he, he's the best for a reason in the league today. So I, I just think it would be smart for the 49ers to, to give it to Christian McCaffrey in this one. Yeah, there's only one person on the planet that is naive enough to think that like Tony Pollard and Christian McCaffrey belong in the same sentence. And we watched him across Twitter and every other social media platform last night throw his entire collection of cowboy clothing into a garbage can and got defeated by the garbage can. Right. Like nobody <laughs> believes that in any capacity. Um, and then when you they size up and they want to take away the, you know, that that trick, then you know, oh. Debo, are you Kittle? Like yeah, this is. Yeah. It just feels like it could be a big game for all of them. I think you will, honestly. I saw. I said offensively, this game goes through Christian McCaffrey. Defensively, I'm not even sure this game goes through the pass rush because Jordan Love has been very good at getting that ball out quickly, and I think Matt Lafleur will have plays designs that are designed to get out quickly. This is going to be about Diamador Lenore and Charvarius Ward keeping the ball in front of them and not letting yeah. these rookie and second round wide receivers getting behind them because those chunk plays change games. And if you can hold them out of the end zone and you can hold them to three, you'll win the football game. Yeah. And you saw against the Cowboys, like the, the Packers, that's how they move the ball. Like, yeah, yeah you saw Aaron Jones get his three touchdowns, like <laughs> at two, like early in the game. Uh, but it was because of those chunk plays that they even got in position for Aaron Jones. It's not that they were really running the ball and having success with that. It was just, you know, Jordan Love getting those 
deep throws down the field and it was working for them. So yeah, I'm with you. I think the 49ers, the defense is going to get tested because Jordan loves throwing some balls out there that it's like, man, how do you even defend that? He's throwing into tight windows. So there's going to be a few of those in this game. And we're going to be like, Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) Again, how do you defend that? But you know, if the 49ers stay true to what they've been doing all year, I think they're going to have a good game plan uh, against this team. I think it helps that, you know, Kyle uh, LaFleur, you know, running a lot of the same stuff. So I, I think that should definitely help the defense to kind of know what to expect in that game. And then you, you're just going to have to accept that, you know, Jordan Love is going to make some some big plays because that's just what he's been doing for the past month or so. Yeah, I think details really matter um, in when you're talking about like defensive linemen and responsibility and things of that nature, because I've watched, you know, a, a couple of loves tapes over the last few weeks or I shouldn't watch the tapes. I've gone back and watched some of the film and watch them throw the ball and not too dissimilar for like I'm not comparing their throwing the, their trajectory and velocity and things of that nature but they're really good at throwing the second and third layer like over the middle so if you're Fred Warner you might think you're deep enough but you're not you know what i mean so like it it is execution of the details and the small things and i'm sure this is steve wilkes is going to be in their ears like hey if the responsibility is have your heels at 12 yards be at 12 yards don't be at 11 and a half and give this guy um a window and he's gonna take shots he's gonna take chances right we've talked about house money he's gonna take a chance can you nobody's made him pay for a chance in the last couple weeks right can you make him pay can you can you pick off one can you stack you know, strip sack fumble one, right? Like somebody's got to take the ball away from this guy. And that, you know, does that turn Cinderella back into a pumpkin? I don't know. You know? Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to see, but I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to go into it confident uh, about the 49ers and, and yeah, as I mentioned, you know, the, the Packers have some injuries going into this one, including to Jair Alexander, their top defender, um, who you know locked up CD Lamb pretty well in that game against the Cowboys. They also have a rotational pass rusher, uh, Kingsley and Akbare, who tore his ACL in that game. So you know they're gonna come into this one bumped and bruised, and you know of course we're gonna be monitoring that throughout the week and, and see how they do. But as we know, 49ers because of that bye week, they're gonna be going into it healthy. Eric Armstead should be back. Let's see how, you know, the defensive line looks with him back in the fold. I'm excited for that because I I think it's been a minute since we've seen Armstead in there that we like kind of forgot what this defensive line looks like with him in it. And I'm I'm just excited because I I feel like it's a completely different look when he's in there. Yeah, I I think I would expect limited reps. I think the the, they have the eye on the prize, right? Like, hey, let's get over this one rather have you really healthy for the nfc championship game let's see how the you know the foot holds up under 15 maybe 20 reps in this game i would not expect more i'm actually really excited to see if third and Jawan gets back in the mix i know that concussion's been been lingering for him which is never like a good thing but i just felt like the offense missed him a little bit right when you think about like sustaining drives he just did those things for you right like just a a third down catch here or there and you felt like you can always count on him but hey converting that third down means christian mccaffrey gets two more touches on this possession right and what can that equate to right it just 
those things add up, you know, and that that piece has been Ronnie Bell certainly wasn't filling that void. Right. We had like there was nobody really filling that. Um, I, I think that's a, a big component, too. And, uh, and I'm interested to see that. But, but I'm most interested to see, like, how's Brock handled the three weeks off? Right. Like quarterback is what matters the most. Like you can't be rusty. He can't be rusty. Or it could well, it could all go down. Well, good news is you have Christian McCaffrey behind you. So exactly. <laughs> that's look good on the first and that's row. why I think that's yeah. why I think it's so important for the 49ers to go in there and ease him back in to the swing of things. Like yeah. you don't need to go out there and and start like the throwing downfield, taking and I think it's important for Brock to know that too. Like, yeah. hey, just take what the defense gives you early in this game. Don't try to do too much. Like you haven't played in, in several weeks now, you know, just take whatever you can get and then as the game goes on and you start feeling it and you start getting back into your groove you know then then you start seeing where you're more comfortable with as the game goes on but I think it'll that's part of the reason why I think it'll be important to establish the run early that way there's a lot of pressure on Brock Purdy to you know be perfect and and to be like completely have the the rust off of him right off the bat because I think you're right like there is something to that and that's part of the reason Steve Young uh when he heard that Brock Purdy was going to be resting in that week 18 game he didn't love it uh but you know the way that Kyle Shanahan practices too is is a big part of that you hear guys talk about how hard they practice and how they're really I think it was was it Hargrave that or I think it might have been Tashawn Gibson who just recently was on the Richard Sherman podcast and he was talking about the practices as well, how sometimes the practices are so hard that it makes the games feel easier. And so if I know anything about Kyle Shanahan, that's exactly how he's been handling practice these past week, this past week and probably this week as well, because he wants guys to be ready and to have that like, you know, mentality going into it and not, deal with that rust so that's going to be big for Brock I know he's getting his reps in uh throughout these last two weeks so I'm not too worried about that but obviously establishing the run game is going to be important yeah I think the good news too is is then since traditionally the 49ers offense is not truly vertical you know what I mean is that there's there's going to be ample opportunity early in this game just to get your quarterback comfortable right like on short routes, whether it's bubble screens, whether it's just quick drags, you know what I mean? Like the Kyle will create um, a little bit of a rhythm for Brock early yeah. uh, is, is my guess. And then again, if it doesn't, if it doesn't look right and it doesn't feel right. Oh, great. We have number 23 behind you. you, you know, <laughs> I can't, I can't help, but think about the, the 2019 NFC championship game against this Packers team where they didn't even mm-hmm. bother to throw the football. Right. And like, and I know not the same rosters, whatever, but they didn't even bother. Like they didn't even bother yeah, for different reasons. Right. For, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, <laughs> you know, that put Raheem Mostert on the map. Right. I mean, that got yeah, that guy some money and did those things and that yeah. game four touchdowns in an NFC championship game. My goodness. But like, it's, it's probably not too dissimilar from the recipe that's going to help you win this game. And then it's week to week, right? And then you put all this tape on it. The 49ers are going to run. They're going to run. They're going to run. They're going to run. And there you go. We come out and they throw the ball 35 times, you know, in the NFC championship game. They, they can just do so much. That's what makes them scary. But my thing, Steph, is like you say, like, hey, I'm not too – I'm pretty confident going into this. My problem is 
I'm nervous every week because I can make a case for you every week <laughs> yeah. why the 49ers could win. And I can make a case for you every week as to how they could easily lose the football game. Now, good news is I think there's really only one or two things that can happen to make them lose this game. And one of those things is them being in their own way by coming out flat, sleeping on their opponent, all of those things. I think I think you just said that perfectly because I have a hard time like articulating that feeling that I have where it's like, yeah, like I, of course, I'm confident and I feel like the 49ers can win this game. But at the same time, like I also know any team, including the 49ers, can lose any game. Like that's just how the NFL works. So it's not like I, I feel like I, I worry that that gets misconstrued as me being worried about who the 49ers are playing. But it's really just it's really just that that. I, I look at any opponent and also I look at the 49ers and just any team being capable of losing a game if if they you know don't play their game, if they don't yeah. play their best. So obviously I'm confident the 49ers are gonna go into it uh and you know be that focused team that we've seen so many times in the playoffs. And I'm confident they'll be back in the NFC championship game, and I'm confident that they're gonna win that one. Uh, so yeah, but of course there's some outside factors as well. One of those being the weather, uh, you know, there's, there's a chance of rain for Saturday's game. And while we've talked about the advantages the 49ers have, you know, they're, they have the rest advantage. The fact that this game is on a Saturday, even bigger advantage. Uh, but the rain sometimes can equalize some of those things. So what what concern level or you know maybe you're not concerned at all but what's your kind of temperature check on the fact that it could rain on sunday how does that impact this game for the 49ers potentially i hate it but we talked about it with the kansas city <laughs> and the chiefs and the dolphins like weather is the ultimate equalizer you know um Given all things, 65 degrees, sunny out, typical California weather this time of year in, in the Bay, maybe mid-50s, like, I think the 49ers steamroll this team. But rain, you you can't predict how that ball is going to bounce in these conditions. Now, I would say if the rain was looking like it would be an issue, like it's raining heavy and frequently throughout the game, good news is, like, I have, again, I keep going back to the – we have Christian McCaffrey back there who I trust with the ball in his hands more than probably anybody in the National Football League uh, to not fumble and not do those things. Um, but, yeah, you, you you can't predict what weather can do for a football game ever, ever. It's, that's why they refer to it as the ultimate equalizer. It can change the complexion of a game like that. <laughs> um gammon uh at the 11th hour joined us here and he's like where are you at on your score predictions uh well i didn't make any score predictions for this weekend slate of games so i guess i'm good there but as far as the picks i had made uh yeah i've you know i've, I've taken some hits but <laughs> <laughs> i i expected the cowboys to win that didn't happen uh i expected you know what i did expect the chiefs to win i think right did i say that i think yeah, i did, did. Yeah. um okay uh so i think i expected the browns to win uh so took a hit there too but and the rams i the rams too so i'm not haven't done so great but it's all right because 
the only one that matters is my 49ers predictions. And I predict the 49ers win on Saturday, uh, but all, all good. I'll, I'll take some, <laughs> take some hits. Uh, Gamer says, to be fair, her regular season predictions have been amazing. Playoffs are a different story. <laughs> but you see, Gammon, I, I don't do regular season predictions for the entire NFL. So, like, I have a good gauge on what the 49ers are going to do and, and their score. Uh, but clearly for other teams, it just – you know, I, I I don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, you don't follow them every day. You don't talk exactly. about them. Exactly. Yeah. Day, so it's a, it's a different it's a different scenario. But Gammon, appreciate you holding me accountable. Uh, it's it's been fun uh, to give my predictions, nonetheless, even when I lose. But look, we have another game that's going to be kicking off here shortly. The Bucks Eagles. I'll tell you my prediction for that one. The Bucks going to take that one, and that one might be a blowout as well. I don't see the Eagles really competing much against. Quite frankly, it doesn't matter who the Eagles were going to be going up against in the playoffs. I just don't see it. And they also are going to be without A.J. Brown. So just more reason to not see it. Uh, But because we're going to watch that game, you know, just because, you know, we have to. It's a playoff game, right? We can't we can't miss it. Man, Technic Sheet calls it the fraud bowl. Whoo, that's crazy. But. You know, because I'm going to watch that game, I'm going to let you guys get out of here. Make sure you like this video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and make sure you have that notification bell on so you know when I go live because I'm going to be having great content all throughout this week, preparing for that divisional game. So make sure you guys stay locked on my channel and not just my channel, Weston's as well, because he has a channel called We're Talking Football and he doesn't just focus on the 49ers. He does focus on some of the other teams around the NFL as well. So Weston, I take it your predictions for this weekend, probably a little more accurate than mine, right? No, no, <laughs> so, no. In fact, Less I'm going to, I'm going to take the NFL Eagles tonight just because you took wow. the buck. So I'm going to okay. go the opposite route. <laughs> wow. So I discouraged you that badly, huh? My <laughs> predictions have been that bad. All right. I see. I see what we're doing here, but Make sure you guys uh, enjoy that game and and make sure that you guys uh, enjoy the rest of your Monday uh, for for those of us, especially who had the day off, even if you didn't, man, uh, you know, just have a good rest of your evening. But for now, peace.